What is going down, good people? Welcome back. This is Destination Debbie, and y'all know who it is. It's your boy GQ. Back. I know it's been a minute. A lot of things are changing on the channel. Where's Ray Ben? Where's he gone? Where's the stuff? I'm right here, baby. I'm telling you, we're coming hard and heavy here in 2021, and I'm excited to bring this show back for the second season, The Rookie Report. We did this last year where we only tracked rookies, like we only talked rookie dynasty value for the players in the 2020 class. Nothing else matters. It was all rookies for, you know, this dynasty perspective and outlook, tracking them week to week. And we're going to do the same thing here in 2021. But instead of waiting for week one, we're going to start in the preseason and just talk in a very holistic manner. We're not going to focus on every little single passing statistic and rushing number, uh, just how these players look, who's popping, who's who's showing something that we really, we may have missed or didn't see at the collegiate level and maybe some opportunity before week one, week two of the NFL season for you to acquire or move some of these young rookies. So excited to be back. Make sure y'all tapped into the station. All the good content are here, but uh, drop the intro, baby. So obviously, after week one of the preseason, the lead is the quarterback position. How did the five first-round picks look in their first live action? And again, we're just going to look at these players very holistically. Like, let's just very general right now in week one of the preseason. There's no need to dive into every passing statistic and sack taken and all of that. Not We're not going to do that. But just in general, all five of these rookie quarterbacks look good. They all sort of played to their calling card or their strength. Mac Jones getting the ball out quickly. Justin Fields having that dual threat capability, always being calm and poised. Trey Lance, big arm. Zach Wilson, high velocity. Trevor Lawrence, just good quarterback. They all seem to play to their strengths and what sort of made them, you know, who they are. And I think this is positive for us in Dynasty, as well as, you know, if you're just fans of those teams, I think. You know, the ceiling that a Trey Lance or Justin Fields possesses, I'm watching them over this past weekend. I'm just thinking, like, you know, we talk about Mahomes locked and loaded QB1 and Josh Allen right there. There's a world in which both Justin Fields and Trey Lance are top five dynasty quarterbacks. I mean, we haven't even seen, we didn't even get the opportunity to see Lance run. And I know it was against third stringers and fourth stringers. And I understand that Trey Lance. You know, outside of that big 80-yard bomb, he was kind of up and down. It wasn't just smooth sailing. And I know Mac Jones didn't deliver the ball downfield or Trevor Lawrence, you know, didn't do this. Zach Wilson didn't do that. But just overall is is a comfort feeling for having acquired those guys and probably the latest Mac Jones and Superflex. I think you should feel really good about your dynasty assets at the quarterback position. Kellen Mond and the I mean, the Vikings look bad, so... Other than that, those those five quarterbacks are what we're going to be tracking throughout this entire preseason, and it's just, I think, it got, it got off to a fantastic start. Could have not asked for a better start for those rookie quarterbacks. Now, the rookie running back position, and I'm doing this show week one of the preseason, but we did get to see Najee Harris, you know, a week ago in the Hall of Fame game, so this is sort of his second outing and the first time we get to see Travis Etienne and Javonta Williams and the rookie running backs, you know, Etienne, not so much. I mean, we saw absolutely nothing out of him. They missed on a screen and I don't know, he had a carry for a couple of yards. So 
hard to really judge that performance. Urban Meyer didn't want to play his guy uh, too much. But Javonta Williams, man, I, I, th- I walked away, you know, from this week one, most impressed with him. And that's ha- having seen Najee Harris twice. He looked phenomenal as well. But just seeing the juice and sort of the power that Javonta Williams plays with, and that was his calling card at North Carolina, was being physical, a tackle-breaking machine. And just to see not, not only did he show power, but burst and speed, even on the touchdown run called back on the holding uh, with Jerry Judy, you can just see Williams is built different, man. I, I think it's you know a matter of when, not if. He starts to assert himself as the top dog in that backfield later in the season. I'm not saying right away, but you know, he I walked away most impressed with him. Larry Roundtree from the Los Angeles Chargers looked good. You know, again, limited, limited competition out there. You're playing against four fifth stringers. But when you when you get the ball, can you answer the bell? And I, I just I'm not a big fan of Justin uh, Justin Jackson. I really don't know what Josh Kelly is. So I do think there's a world in which Larry Roundtree makes that team. And if something were to happen to a couple of guys, I'm not telling you to go out there and draft him early. This is a taxi squad dynasty stash type player. You know, go acquire him. And, you know, back to back to Najee, back to Williams. You know, Najee Harris is going to be the absolute workhorse for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they want to get back to that physical style of play. Uh, so to see him do exactly what we saw him do at Alabama, that was good. Overall, uh, you know, the, the the big names that we talked about, they did what they should have done or we expected them to do outside of Travis Etienne, who literally got no opportunity to do that. Um, but the most surprising running back, you know, the most surprising one, and, you know, shit, I said Javonta Williams, but really thinking about uh, how they perform compared to what I thought of them going in. Javante Williams did what I felt he could do and everybody else probably did. But Ramondre Stevenson uh, did something that I did not think he would be able to do, which is look explosive, look like, holy, like we really might have an NFL running back here on our hands. And, you know, I, I make joke, but in, in true Ramondre Stevenson fashion, he dominates once again against like fourth and fifth stringers. We saw that so many times during his career at Oklahoma. And I know he did well in the Florida game. I get it. Those last two games he performed well. But a lot of his production early on was coming in those blowout wins against Kansas and South Dakota State. Uh, so to see him uh, this this past weekend and the explosiveness, man, on that 91-yard run. But even before that, I mean, he was breaking tackles. He was hitting the edge. I'm watching like, damn, this is the same Ramondre Stevenson uh, that was playing at OU. He looked good, man. He looked good. And, you know, Bill Belichick, we've seen him use a whole bunch of running backs during the same season, right? So who's to say that Sonny Michelle doesn't get cut or, or they just bring him up to work in a rotation with James White and with Damian Harris and with Sonny Michelle and know why we don't want that. He's definitely going to earn more opportunity. So I will say this. The very few places that I have Ramondre Stevenson rostered in Dynasty, I'm pretty damn happy today. And now we'll see how that goes. But he looked slimmer. He looked explosive. I I think this is good things for Ramondre Stevenson. So I I take back what I said about Javonta Williams. It has to be Ramondre Stevenson. I'm going to even put him on a thumbnail because that's how impressed I was by the big rusher out of Oklahoma. Now. 
the wide receiver position, baby. That's that's where it's at, right? What are, what rookie wideouts are doing their thing? Because we are so dumb that we actually think we are going to have the Justin Jefferson of 2021 on our squad when the reality of that happening is probably slim to none. And we should all level down our expectations for these rookies. Nevertheless, we were excited to see him. Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall Jr., all these receivers. We were excited to see them on the field. We didn't get everybody, right? Devonta Smith didn't play. Uh, we know Rashad Bateman is dealing with an injury. Elijah Moore dealing with an injury. Uh, but we did get to see some of the top guns. Jalen Waddle played as well. And, uh, you know... Jamar Chase, one catch, led the team in receiving in his first game. Impressive. While be, you know, led the big three. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they each had one catch. Jamar Chase, a yard more than uh, T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, one of them. But um, yeah, so not much really to take away from uh, Jamar Chase's game. Jalen Waddle looked explosive, had a, had a really, really nice punt return. We saw him playing with Tua. I don't know if he logged the catch, but he looked explosive, right? That's what Jalen Waddle does. Um, uh, Rondell Moore for me, um, probably, probably the most impressed because of how Cliff Kingsbury was using him. Not only was he deployed as, you know, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, think back the past couple of years, like Larry Fitzgerald was catching screen plays every game, but you know, at his age, he really couldn't explode and accelerate in order to take advantage of the space created with those type of plays. I think it was like the first pass of the game was that that same type of screen play to Rondell Moore, and he picks up seven yards on his first you know first career touch, and you just see the explosiveness, and then they hand him the ball on this end around, and they try to get him balls and other. I mean, I I think the kid might be a lock for you know thirty forty carries this season. It's not like they have this established bell cow running back in the backfield at Arizona. So I think Rondell Moore is going to carve out a very nice role early on. And he looked uh, dynamic. He looked absolutely explosive in his first action. We saw Terrace Marshall on a, a beautiful play by PJ Walker to extend the play, but hit Terrace Marshall down the sideline. He had 66 yards. Yeah, I forgot the, the, the Carolina uh, Indianapolis game today. Chuba Hubbard impressive as well. Back to the running backs, Chuba Hubbard impressive, but uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, very impressive on that catch. You know, LSU said he ran 4-3 or some shit like that. But, you know, I don't know. He got a hawk down about TJ Carey and another catch. So we may have to pause a little bit on those LSU reported 40-yard dash times. But, uh, you know, overall, no Devontae Smith, no Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore not out there. Uh, Mike Strong looked good from Indianapolis. I think that big boy is going to carve out a role for himself uh, with the Colts. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much it from like just like my raw takeaway and feedback from preseason week one from the wide receivers and then the tight ends. Uh, the only one that I was really, really interested in seeing was Kyle Pitts and doesn't play, doesn't do anything. You know, Atlanta just benched everybody because they're so good, so they don't need practice time. Uh, Pat Fryermuth got a holding call. Hunter Long is hurt. Kenny Uboa played for the Jets a little bit. I don't know if he did anything of consequence. Tommy Tremble caught a pass today, and he looked pretty good. So excited about that. Saw Jacob Harris play. He made some plays, man. Jacob Harris, uh, this Kyle Grayson grandson kid from Indianapolis made some plays. So I think there's some deeper, some deeper stashes there 
at the tight end position. Yeah, I'm, I'm disrespecting Jacob Harris a little bit, man. Let me let me get let me apologize to him because he did he did look pretty good. And I think there was somebody else I wanted to talk about from the Rams game since we're at Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell looked good, man. We talk about the receivers. Tutu Atwell looked good. He looked small as shit, but he looked good. And he took a hard hit early in that game, and he popped back up. It seemed like they had made a concerted effort to get Tutu Atwell the ball. It seems like Sean McVay was like, I want to see what I have in this kid. He hit him down the side, right sideline once. It was actually one of those same type of screenplays that I talked about with Rondell Moore. I hit Tutu Atwell, and Tutu showed those jets uh, getting downfield. So I'm just saying he's not costing you a lot. Maybe worth the risk with a player like Tutu that could just be this big play deep threat that takes over for Deshaun Jackson at some point in the season. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, excited for week two of the preseason this week. And I'm excited to be running the show back uh, season two, which are here on Destination Debbie. So every week from week one of the preseason to week 18 of the NFL season right here, you want to know about the rookies, what the rookies did, who looked good, who looked bad. Make sure you're tapped into the YouTube channels, hit that subscribe button, listen to the podcast Destination Debbie. And we'll be back next week with the Rookie Report preseason game number two. Other than that, y'all stay blessed. My other thing. Peace.